Monica, we continue our series into nostalgia, and we are all about the 90s today. Well, not all of the 90s. I'm talking about the best parts of the 90s, the late 90s. Like when I could drive. Right. It's the time when you and I, like what we say in our house here, what we were call a real teenager, which in our house is like when you hit 15, then we consider it real teenager. At least me, Lily, and Brady and Zach. <laughs> I, I would and, agree with that. 13 is not really a teenager. Right, right. So these were our real teenage years and even to young adult years. So this episode is about to be all that and a bag of chips. You're listening to Two Monicas in a Microphone, a finely crafted podcast about nothing serious. Seriously, I'm your host, Monica. And I'm the other Monica. Get ready to talk about anything and everything from vampires to colorblindness, pet peeves to hot dogs and everything in between. Monica, I'm going to start us off with catchphrases and things that we said. And the first thing I want to note about the 90s, and in particular, the late 90s, our breed of Gen X, sarcasm was huge. It was a huge part of our humor and a huge part of the way that we communicated. Although sometimes I feel like you and I missed the mark with each other because I was an extremely sarcastic person. And I'm not sure that back in the day you were quite as sarcastic. I don't think I was as sarcastic. I definitely love the language of sarcasm, but a lot of times it just goes over my head. <laughs> no, my, my household did not really have a lot of sarcasm. So, you know, I could catch it occasionally, but not all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a learned skill. So speaking of catching, let's get into some of the catchphrases from the late 90s. I think the way we should go through these, and I think that'll be fun if our friends do the same thing as they listen to this episode, and that is, did you ever use it? Did you hear anyone use it? Have you ever heard of it? What did you think about it? Let's just talk about our experiences with these phrases. That's a great idea. Hey, everyone. It's Monica here with a little editorial note. As I was going through in editing, I realized that a lot of this came from Clueless. So we're going to have a little fun. And every time you hear this sound, that means it's a Clueless clip. The 90s called, they want their phrases back. So the first one I came across is I. Now, what do you think about that one? Did you use it? <laughs> no, I did not. I feel like I'm going to say I used 90% of these. But here's a funny story about that. Just the other day, Zach texted me that A-I-I-G-H-T-T-T-T, like in a response to something that Brady said in a group text. I was dying. What about this next one? You told me you never said it. Home skillet? Yeah, never said that. <laughs> me either. I was like, what is that? Exactly. That's what I thought, too. I was like, why is this showing up on every single list I come across? So I guess home skillet is what you would call your buddy and your friend. You're my home skillet. I always heard home slice. I never heard home skillet. I just heard homie. Right. And I think that that is probably one of those things where it evolved. Rolling with the homies. Rolling with the homies. Yeah, let's the next one, I still say, oh my gosh, I probably still say a lot of these, which I don't know how I feel about that. But anyway, the next one is my bad. Definitely said that. It was used a lot in the late 90s in my life because I was playing soccer and messed up. It was like, oh, my bad. Watch out for the bike one. Oops, my bad. I think that's almost permeated into society now. I think a lot of people say it, but it originated with us because we were clearly the coolest generation and the coolest part of the coolest generation. For this next one, we're going to have Marge Simpson do a little cameo. Well, duh. I did say the duh. I still say the duh. Again, permeates into society. I think that my kids that's say right. a lot of these. How about... Not, hey, do you want some something to eat? Yeah, I'd like a hamburger with french fries. Not. Yeah, because you'd like <laughs> some pizza. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Monica, did you ever say this? What's the 411? I never said that. Why didn't I say so many of these things? Well, you are homeschooled, no offense. I do not mean this <laughs> offensively, yeah, but you may not just... have as come into contact with as many teenagers as I did. But 411 is now where you go for information. So Yes, and it was back then, and that's why. We were so cool. We made calling information cool. <laughs> Here's the 411 on Mr. Hong. He's single, he's 47, and he earns minor ducats at a thankless job. Now this one, I said today, I'm not even kidding. So this is like a way to explain what's going on. So let me say that I'm gonna tell you a story about how me and a coworker were trying to work through a problem. And this all is right. how it would go. Well, she was all, and then he was all, and then I was all. But some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? I'm not going to lie. I have wanted to add some clips here and I came across the she was all then he was all from the Gap Girls. I don't know if you remember that from Saturday Night Live, but it was Adam Sandler, Chris Farley and David Spade. And they would pretend to be girls who worked at the Gap. And it is peak humor in my opinion. Oh, my gosh. I bet that's a great sketch. Oh, it is. And we're going to listen to it right now. I was all. Did you use my phone to call a girl? And then he was all, no. So I picked it up and I hit redial. And lo and behold, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, boop. Hello? I'm all, you're busted, sweetie. And so are you, Paul. Get out. Now we get on to Booyah. Um, I still don't think I ever said that. <laughs> yeah, well... It means, you know, like in your face, which yeah. apparently was been a big part of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like this one and I am guilty of still using it. Bounce. Like I'm going to bounce. I'm going to leave. Yeah. I'm going to leave. Right. I'm going to bounce. And who could forget the MTV show called Cribs? Yeah. So Crib, which for those who might be having memory lapses, that is describing your home. So Crib. And people still say that today, but probably not as much. And then on just the very general catchphrases, we have word. Word. Yeah. Word to your mother. Yeah, so word is usually would be in response to something. So say that I said, this pizza is so good. And you would reply, word. That's right, I would. <laughs> Are we hungry or what? <laughs> um, well, yeah, we're we're 30 minutes away from lunchtime. That happens to us a lot. That's why we have a lot of food episodes. Right. <laughs> um, we're moving on from catchphrases to, I don't know if we're proud of this, but it existed. There's a lot of these, and that is insults and responses to insults. This first one, oh my gosh, Beavis and Butthead. I still cannot stand them. I can't believe there's like some sort of random Beavis and Butthead revival going on right now. Oh, and Paul's right. like, yeah, they're funny. I'm like, that is boy humor <laughs> if I've ever heard it. The whole show's boy humor. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I was never yeah. drawn to that show. So what's that word? Fart knocker. <laughs> yeah. So I will say this. Embarrassingly, I still say that word. And thought that it was a family word or something. Because I was like, why do I say this word? And yeah, it means the same as calling someone a butthead. And apparently, um, why do I still use this word? But I guess that came from Beavis and Butthead. A show that I did not watch because it was so obnoxious. So I guess enough people said it around me that I picked it up. Uh, well, I like this next one. Scrub. TLC. Yeah, TLC. No scrubs. I don't think I ever dated a scrub. I'm not quite sure I could define it. Well, yeah. it's someone who's hanging out of the side of their best friend's ride. Come on, there's a whole song. <laughs> <laughs> it, the song does define the whole, the whole word, yes. I uh, had never heard the word scrub until that song. So I don't know if it popularized it or if it was already some slang. Hmm. I'm thinking it was already slang and then they just used it. I like this next one. Oh, snap. So I came to a room and opened the door. Oh, snap. Guess what I saw? 
still say it to this day. The next one, it could not be more 90s if you ask me, and that is take a chill pill. I still use chill out. And I do remember saying take a chill pill. It's a great way to respond to someone who's being over the top. And I'm sure that all of the responses we got when we told someone to take a chill pill were great. But I think that the next one was probably the best and probably would have been used (laughs) in response to take a chill pill. And that would be talk to the hand talk to the hand because the face don't want to hear it anymore for anyone who didn't recognize that that was dr evel from austin powers i love that i think i need to bring that back into my life yes and then you must put the hand up flip it up at the same time and then the person would respond to you whatever hello it was his 50th birthday Whatever. If she doesn't do the assignment, I can't do mine. So I could see this going down like this. Take a chill pill. Talk to the hand. Whatever. And that is that is pretty much. And I was all, and she was all, and he was all. <laughs> oh, snap. See, this is how it worked. This is how exactly. we communicated in the late 90s. Now, I really like this term, don't go there. So that's when someone is either bumming you out or they're bringing up something you don't want to talk about or they're being insulting. Yeah. Just tell them, don't go there. I'm going to tell Paul that like when Paul asks me about my my week, I'm going to be like, don't go there. The next insult is referenced in a Smash Mouth song. I remember this song. Yeah. And that's using the L, placing it on your forehead to signify that someone was a loser, which unfortunately my children do to each other. And sometimes it breaks out in fights. I think it's funny that I would always do it backwards. <laughs> hand do I use the left hand or the right hand? Right. Everyone is it my L or your L? <laughs> and then if someone was a scrub, you would definitely kick him to the curb. <laughs> I don't know why Dion's going out with a high school boy. They're like dogs. You have to clean them and feed them, and they're just like these nervous creatures that jump and slobber all over you. Ew! Get off of me! Ugh, as if! As if! Which, to be honest with you, Clueless definitely popularized it. I never said this one. I don't think I did either. It just... But I... have it emblazoned in my brain. Yes. I can't think of an instance where it would have applied in my life. Yeah. I wasn't a valley girl, I guess, enough to have it apply. There's several actually clueless terms that I didn't even put on this list because I just didn't feel like they made it past the movie. And it's kind of like someone tries to say, oh, yeah, the people in the 90s said this because it was on the movie Clueless. And I'm like, I literally (laughs) never heard anybody say that. It's basically the whole decade of the 90s is distilled down to an hour and a half. (laughs) Yes. In the early 90s were so different than the late 90s, but both cool in their own ways. Well, I like this next one. Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, no, she didn't. I don't know about you, but I recognize this one from a couple of TV shows. Uh, Martin being Mm -hmm. one of them. Yes. Um, And then In Living Color. Oh, my God. I loved In Living Color. Loved, loved, loved it. And, you know, J-Lo was on there. She was a fly girl. The next one is still used as an insult today. And in fact, there has been like scandal in Lillian's middle school because the middle school teachers are so tired of hearing it. And that is when you say something to someone and they don't like it, you just reply your mom. Or if somebody says, where is the spoon? Like in this house, hey, mom, where's the spoon to get the soup out? And then someone replies, your mom. And where you get that from? Your mama. What does that even mean? You just said this. You've never heard your mom? No. I've never, I've never heard it. Oh my gosh. Do you know the mom joke? Like, your mom's so fat. If she eats, like, wow, a rainbow. I I will have to say that this definitely permeated into society and not something unique to the weird Miller household. 
Definitely. I mean, like I said, I just could not believe that the kids were bringing it back. Like, I was like, are y'all saying your mom as a response to everything? Oh, and then when Brady says it, I'm like, hello. (laughs) I'm the mom. Yeah, Monica, the your mom thing, I don't think I've ever heard that. so crazy. Maybe I'm not really a girl from the 90s, late 90s. Maybe I never really existed. Well, I think that each person has their own experience (laughs) in the 90s and the people you surrounded yourself with and the pop culture you were into and how you digest things. I think that's part of it. I know you and I could sit here and at least tell some your mama jokes, but why don't we just go ahead and segue into the next section, which is the opposite of what we've just been talking about. It's not insults, it's compliments. Yes, the list is nowhere near as long, but hey. We still (laughs) were nice people sometimes. We were just more rude and insulting (laughs) than anywhere. Yeah, and I think it's because everyone didn't take it so personally. Whereas now I feel like everything gets taken out of context and has to be explained. And I mean, I think that we were just being silly and we truly weren't trying to be rude and mean all the time. Yeah, and no one understands sarcasm now. Exactly, exactly. So Monica, tell us about this first compliment. Oh, she's so fly. Pretty fly for a white guy. (laughs) I love that song. (laughs) And then, of course, the fly girls, as you mentioned earlier with Jennifer Lopez. So basically, fly meant very cool. Very cool. Or as we can say in the next word, hella cool. Hella cool. Because hella meant very, but it meant very in a cool way. And all that and a bag of chips. I still love all that and a bag of chips. (laughs) I do too, especially at lunchtime. Oh, I'm sorry. Again, we are recording too close to lunch. But yeah, just like this episode, you're cool and you're all that and a bag of chips. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, you know, Monique, Mm -hmm. I've never said this to a girl before, but oh, baby, you all that and a bag of chips. Oh, well, am I? You gotta love the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So this next one, I never said it this way. I always said the bomb, but it's the bomb. Yes, da, D-A, apostrophe, bomb. You're the bomb. That's the colloquialism of it, right? How about thebomb.com? Oh my gosh, right? That is definitely (laughs) a nerdy, nerdy thing that we said. And we still say that today to Brady to make him cringe. If you love this episode, don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast app and leave a five-star review. Want more Two Monicas and a Microphone? Follow us on Instagram and everything social, including Pinterest at Two Monicas Podcast, and that's with the number two. Alrighty, enough of that. Now back to the show. Monica, this next segment might be my favorite of them all that we're going to talk about today. And that is things that we wore. Love it. So this is late 90s fashion. I know I keep saying that, but I just want everyone to remember that we are talking about those of us who were in high school from like 95 to 98, went on to our young adulthood. Like that is what we're talking about because I do think that early 90s had its own tone and trend. All right, let's get into it. Monica, I have included a series of pictures on here to help us remember (laughs) so we can describe them to our audience, the different looks that are out there. So I think that sometimes we're gonna say the look and everyone will know, and then other times we might need to describe it. Much like we've been doing with all of the catchphrases, I would love to say if we wore it, hated it, weren't allowed to wear it, or anything else that we could add. Well, this first one is the flannel grunge girl, and I could finally, finally wear the flannel with the jeans and everything. So this picture is basically like a mock turtleneck sleeveless top with light 
jeans, mm -hmm. flannel, and rollerblades. I wore the mock turtlenecks. I wore the heck out of them, especially those tight ones. And the light jeans. I don't even think that we had dark jeans in the 90s. I don't really remember them. I don't remember any dark jeans in the 90s until we got to college and then it was like almost 2000. Well, y'all, it's time for a little advert break. And I just want to say up front, thank you to all the sponsors of season two. Monica, I know you love travel and so do I. What I hate about traveling though is all the planning details. I took a trip to Nashville and it was like agony to find every place to eat and the hotel and everything. Well, Monica, you know you don't have to do all that planning, right? You can just book a vacation package with our good friend, Chris. She's a travel concierge. A travel concierge? I mean, what is that? You just give her your budget and your destination and she does everything. Will she book my flights in the vacation package? Sure thing. And hotels? Absolutely. Can she find activities for the kids? Definitely. Can she book Paul and I dinner reservations? Oh my goodness, Monica, she has chartered yachts for people. So I am confident that she can find the two of you the perfect restaurant. Well, you had me at yacht because that's on Paul and I's bucket list. Is there a fee? Nope, there isn't one. It's all part of the concierge package. So friends, if you want to plan a spectacular vacation without all the hassle, then contact Chris on Instagram at Travel with Grace Enjoy and click on the link in her bio for more information. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor of a series, episode, or season, email us at contact at twomonicaspodcast.com. Alrighty, back to the show. I was able to finally purchase my first flannels from a thrift store, Yeah, which made my mom cringe. Not because I was <laughs> buying things at a thrift store, but because I was buying flannel and like ripped up baggy jeans. So the flannel shirt deal, is that a nod to the crispy Seattle weather? Or are you just trying to stay warm in front of the refrigerator? Another trend that was out there big time was extra wide pants. And I would say this is something that both the girls and the boys wore. Okay, it wasn't a thing in my life, but I definitely remember this. I do too. I remember them being on the racks and I remember thinking, but like, why? I mean, these are so wide, y'all, that you could put your body into one of the legs. I Zach wore these, I know, because his family <gasps> makes fun of him. Now, this was him in high school. When I met Zach, he this I think this trend was already over. Okay, I don't want to be a traitor to my generation and all, but I don't get how guys dress today. I mean, come on. It looks like they just fell out of bed and put on some baggy pants and take their greasy hair, ooh, and cover it up with a backwards cap. And like, we're expected to swoon? I don't think so. So this next one is a trend that I really desperately wanted. It just never looked good on me. It was a plain white tee under a sundress. Yeah, I always thought it was adorable. And every time I tried it, I never felt like me. And I never felt as cute as these girls in this picture did. But these I sure tried. They're all super cute. Yeah, they're also, you know, Hollywood people. We got Penelope. Sarah Michelle Geller. They're Penelope Cruz. Oh my God, she's so young. Yeah. And Drew Barrymore. Here. Yeah. Super cute. So, of course, they're pulling it off and I could never, ever look like that. There's something else going on in here with Sarah Michelle Geller that I would like to note, and that is chokers. Oh, I love the choker. loved my chokers. And my favorite choker was a metallic bead choker. And I wore that a lot. And I bet if we looked up pictures from college, I have it on in one third of the early years pictures. That's that's awesome. I used to make my own. Oh, would you make them out of? Uh, glass beads. And oh, I just wow. make little flowers hours and you know oh, tied fun. the ends together and all that stuff yeah i had i had a bunch the next trend there's no way in he double <laughs> hockey sticks my parents would have allowed me to wear what i'm seeing on the screen here and that is striped crop tops and these crop tops are like right below the boobage i mean right below oh here's your under boob this whole showing your midriff is a trend that is now come back um, mm -hmm. No, there's no way I could watch it. Yeah, so I think that most girls' parents were not allowing them to wear these 
out in public or around the house. These are extra short crops. I mean, even compared to what's going on out there today. Now, as I was looking up different trends of the 90s, I was also looking up different trends back in the day. And I will have to say that wearing a crop top goes all the way back to the 60s. Up next is probably my personal favorite from the time, and that is schoolgirl plaid. Yes. Yes, look at Cher. Oh. And that yellow schoolgirl plaid has definitely come back full circle and hard the past year and a half. I mean, it no is everywhere. Way. Oh yeah. It was there last year, but now it's in full force. In fact, Lillian got like this cute little doll and the doll was wearing almost identical outfit to the infamous share yellow plaid. It just goes to show you should never throw anything out. No, you should not. You should not. I could not fit in any of this, but I do still have some of my school girl plaid and those types of school girl skirts. I mean, I had tons of them. My mom could not stand it because I would pair them with another trend, which is the knee high or over the knee socks. I was absolutely not allowed to wear them over my knee because I totally looked like a hooker. I could wear them under my knee, but dude, my skirts were short and well, I don't I even think that they would pass. Like, I don't think my kids high school would allow them today. Oh my gosh, I still remember your high school photos. You <laughs> definitely had the socks all the way up. I was like, yeah. why, why would anyone do that? And the white Mary Janes. I mean, why would anyone? Well, I don't know. Everyone was doing it on Clueless. But what was so, I will say this, every time I mentioned Clueless, I was already dressing in that style. So I felt vindicated when I came back to school that year because I had been so made fun of the year before. And Aww. then Clueless comes, oh, uh, it was it was rough. Senior boys, girls, I mean, teachers. It was the 90s. Apparently everyone just comments publicly about what you're wearing. But so yeah, I felt vindicated because I was like, yeah, well, I'm sorry. There's an entire movie, the hottest movie of the summer for teens. And it's my style. And then I saw more girls step out into it. Now they never fully owned it the way I did, but I was happy to see that I wasn't being made fun of anymore. I like this next one. I always wanted to be one, but I never was. <laughs> the, the badass girls, the ones with the dark eyeliner, the dark lips. The, I could not the, imagine you this way. Yeah, the, the chokers that had the studs, like the stud mm -hmm. collar. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you would have to wear all black. All black. Did you ever attempt the look or you just admired it from afar? I just admired it from afar. It never really felt like me. I do remember, you know, being out and about at the mall or different places and coming across a girl who might look like this, but I didn't personally know any of the badass goth girls. Oh, here we go. Something I was never allowed to wear as a teenager, ripped jeans. And is that Brad Pitt? Yes, I'm not going to oh lie. I searched the internet <laughs> for this nice little Brad Pitt picture. Popped it in here. He is definitely young. Um, and he has so on amazing. some ripped jeans. And his thighs are very nice. I mean, if you're if you're wanting to know everyone. And I will include this particular picture, maybe not all of them, in the show notes. And these aren't just ripped jeans. They're no. basically what's come <laughs> back into style, yes. which is like they're half jeans. Yeah, like this they're is hanging over on the by a thread. The bottoms are <laughs> hanging on by a thread. Yeah, so I don't feel like this is exactly what the everyday look of a ripped jean for a high schooler was back in the late 90s. Because like you said, I mean, it is full on rip. But I mean, he is Hollywood, so he's going to be extra about it. I do remember a lot of what we had was just like a rip in the knee or our jeans were so long that they drug the bottom and then they would get all ripped on the bottom. And I even remember the guys in our school, to me, started off with the ripped jeans before the girls got into it. That's really interesting. And I used to love my frayed bottoms. I like the spaghetti straps though. That comes up next. I always wanted to be allowed to wear spaghetti straps, but it was not allowed. I did not even think about spaghetti straps until college and then holy cow did we wear the heck out of spaghetti straps every friday and saturday night spaghetti strap tank top in whatever color you want paired with black flare pants 
months. I swear that was the uniform, at least of our college experience. I don't know that you participated as yes, much in it. That was the uniform. <laughs> so, and I bet a lot of people listening to this remember their spaghetti strap tank tops. And then up next is one, it was one of my personal favorites, and that is baby tees and crop tops. Now, I didn't really wear the crop tops as much, but I had so many baby tees. So many. Oh. I wore baby tees all the way into my mid-20s. Tried to graduate myself out of out of that, that style. <laughs> I'm know, not sure it's hard. I it know, is. I know. Here's one and, that I definitely wasn't allowed to wear. And I'm oh, yeah. not sure it's and it's back. Have you noticed? The tube top. Yeah, it's back. I mean, if you got a banging body, I can understand wanting to show it off sometimes. Now I did wear a tube top to my bachelorette party if it was a very pretty light periwinkle and then I matched it with navy. I broke out of the black pants. Navy pants. Navy pants. Whoa. Here we have SJP, also known as Sarah Jessica Parker, Cameron Diaz, Brittany, really young. It looks like Eva Longoria. This next one I wore all day long. I, I had them up until, oh my god, I think it was probably almost 30. The you same did year wear I, these a yeah, lot. A overalls. Lot. Well, I only yeah. had one pair. Yeah, and you yeah, wore them a lot. Just very easy. <laughs> but you were so cute in them. Um, how could you not? I had several pairs of overalls. My absolute favorite was a fine corduroy, and it was light blue. Oh, I loved those. Yep, I only had the one pair, and apparently they, they made a statement. <laughs> <laughs> Another trend from the 90s, and I think that this would probably be mid and not make it all the way through, but it still needs to be noted, and that is daisies. And I don't know if it was Drew Barrymore with putting the daisies in her hair that made the trend, or she did it because of the trend, but daisies. Never got into this style. I did like not print. either. I was definitely not a daisy girl. Oh, this one, like I wore it out. The preppy little cardigan. Oh, yeah. I cannot tell you how many of these that I had. And honestly, Monica, I have a cardigan and spaghetti strap tank top set that I wore so much that it's in my basement put away with my like save for posterity clothes because I oh. that's how much I loved it. So I don't think I wore these in high school. I mean, I... Like no, this said, was more college for us. Yeah, yeah. But mm -hmm. even into my adulthood... Yes. working and stuff, I was definitely a cardigan girl. Cardigans are so great. Everyone needs a little sweater. I like this next one. I never owned a pair, but I did just take my kids to get their hair cut. And the dude cutting their hair had like this ginormous pair of Doc Martens. And I was like, mm. they're bad. Yes, Doc Martens. I had two pairs. I had a black pair and then a gorgeous brown pair. I'll never forget buying both of them actually because I spent good money on them. And back then they were actually still made in England whereas today they are made in China. And there's a huge difference between the ones from the 90s and the ones now, huge difference. And I love them and wore them like every day to class and college because I really wanted them during high school. Parents wouldn't buy them for me. So when I got, it's not my first job, but when I graduated and got my summer job and was making like a lot of money, I went right away and bought them. Yeah. I, um, I opted for a, an off-brand Skechers, um, which now are very popular for lots of different styles of shoes, but I still have them. They're my hiking boots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There were so many of that kind of like that style, that the um, chunky boot with the, the chunky boot. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now this final picture here I want to talk about, and we mentioned it in the episode about movies, but that is the Empire Records photo here. But I think yeah. it's just such a good microcosm of the different styles that were out there from girls to boys. So you've got someone wearing the plaid with the mohair, the shorter sweater, yeah. which I had one of those as well. She's got on the Doc Martin-esque boots. You um, have the cute guy here wearing the Vans. Yes, Vans. The, the baggy oh tee. And he's got like a chain necklace. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the other guy and he's wearing a sweater with a cardigan over it because the boys did the cardigan thing too. And, and then you have the chick here with the backless little booty type thing, a super short skirt. Yes, and it looks like the, a teeny cardigan. 
teeny. Yes, a teeny <laughs> cardigan. And those shoes that she's wearing are chunky and chunky was so in back then. That's more yeah. the style that I wore with the black pants when we went out. And then there's one other picture that I, she's not totally covered up, but it looks like she's wearing the ginormously wide jeans. Yes, and I think that you're right on that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this totally encapsulated 90s fashion all in one snapshot. And a boombox. So up next, I think, is your favorite kind of topic, Monica, and that is hair and makeup. I do think that in the 90s, allowing yourself to have natural hairstyle, meaning if you were naturally curly, naturally wavy, naturally straight, was more accepted, but maybe not natural color. I feel like there's a lot of different highlights and stuff that went on, but I feel like you were allowed to have a little bit more of your own natural hair and not conform like in the 70s with super straight or feathering into something that you didn't have the hair for or I mean I think that was just the introduction to where we're still at now which is like just kind of embrace the hair that looks really good on you just keep it up to date yeah okay so um something else that just came to mind when we're talking about late 90s mm -hmm. we talked about this in a previous episode my so-called life right yes like she wore the Doc Martens had the flannel shirt the mm -hmm. white t-shirt and then she went and she dyed her hair Yes. That was huge to do those crazy red colors back then. Yeah. And I like this picture here of space buns. Never <laughs> tried them. Nope. I've done them to Lillian, but I never. Okay. I will preface this with I did none of these. The likelihood of me doing any of these is very, very small. Um, what about you? Okay. So I never did the space buns. Uh, what is... Oh, the Rachel haircut? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's just the cut, right? Yeah, so it was called literally the Rachel. So right. that's where they took all the layers around the face. I think everyone knows if we say what the Rachel is, they know. I don't know if everyone knows what space buns are. So if you don't, it's like where you take two messy buns, like pigtails, but they're messy buns. Yeah, on top of your head. Right. Yep. It's not one, it's two. Uh, the high pony with bouncy curls. I definitely tried that a time or two. Oh, I definitely did that. But more when I was working out, which, or being a cheerleader, that type of thing. I was not yeah. an everyday hairstyle for me. Although Tyra Banks makes it look so cute, especially so with that side swipe. Butterfly clips. My hair was I never too did fine. That. Nope. Yeah. I was not ever into the twisting and do, again, I, I didn't do anything with my hair. I would used to blow it dry and then I would use the hot rollers. We would definitely hot roll our hair. And then you got me into diffusing my natural waves um, freshman year. That's so funny that I did that because <laughs> I had so much time on my hands. <laughs> well, we did. It was, yeah. you know, college. This next picture is basically me in my life right now. The yes. side part pixie. Yeah. And it's so cute with the little bobby pins. I think that was an adorable. I think it's cuter than a regular pixie personally. I like it maybe because there's more hair. So then it looks thicker on the head. And I just think people look cuter with it. I can't do it. That's basically what I do when I'm overdue for a haircut. <laughs> and then we have mini box braids. What are these, Monica? Okay. So box braids are the, just think of brandy. Just think of how Brandy yeah. wore her hair when she did braids. And those are the mini or micro box braids. And hers so are super cute in this photo. Super cute. Super beautiful. Oh, the chunky highlights. Oh, yeah. I did that right there once where you just did the front. But then when you pull your hair back, you look like a skunk. So I had to undo it. I never, oh, you know what? I take it back. I did do them, but it wasn't until the 2000s. Oh, gotcha. I can't believe that you don't remember me doing them because I did do them in college, but I think I just covered them up so fast you never even knew it existed. That is entirely possible. Just like me with my bad perms. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't remember you getting perms, which is so funny. We spent a lot of time together, but we're clueless. It all boiled down to one inevitable conclusion. I was just totally clueless. This is a thing that I didn't even know was a thing. 
dyeing your hair with Kool-Aid? Oh my goodness, it was all the rage at my high school and I wanted to dye my hair purple, but you know, I had super dark hair, so mm -hmm. it never took, even though me and my friend did it and she had lighter brown hair, so hers kind of got a tint of red and mine got nothing. And I was always so jealous of like, it's kind of more of the grunge girls who did it, but I just thought it was the coolest. Haha, <laughs> well, pun intended, Kool-Aid. <laughs> And then we have, okay, there's another picture of Brad Pitt, everybody. like I'm not going to lie. I had a really so fun time <laughs> looking up old pictures of Brad Pitt, and I only put two in here, but I looked up probably, you know, 20. <laughs> We've got boys with frosted tips. Yes. Boys with what? flat tops like yep. Kid and Play and, and Will The Fresh Smith. Prince of Bel-Air. Uh-huh. And then, oh my God, Jordan Catalano. Oh yeah, so he is wearing his hair long to his chin and parted down the middle. And this is exactly how Zach wore his hair. In the late 90s? Yeah, when I met him even. Mm -hmm. What is this curtains cut? Yeah, I didn't know this look had a name. So just think Leonardo DiCaprio for most of the late 90s. So it's kind of like their hair goes about to their eyebrows, or maybe mid-ear, a little longer in the back, and they have some bangs, and there's no real part. They just kind of go with the flow. If you have ever seen Scream, my heartthrob killer, Billy, oh. <laughs> in Scream, he also had curtains hair. Well, I like that you have here listed a couple of different things, like shaving the eyebrow. Yes, dudes definitely did that to be dudes. I don't know. And also they would put one earring in their ear, right? Just one and sometimes two in yep. the same ear. Zach did that. You know, he could not wait to get out into college and pierce his ear. That's funny. And we have lip liner for girls, teen spirit mm -hmm. deodorant, and thin eyebrows. Yeah, I basically over-tweezed my eyebrows. <laughs> I never touched my eyebrows. I had like in a unibrow. I had huge eyebrows, but you wouldn't know that today because they all fell out. Thanks, kids. Yeah, I never touched them. My cousins would, and they had the most gorgeous eyebrows as well. And they would tweeze them. And I was always like, why? I mean, I think that's why I got away with not having to wear makeup. Because <laughs> my eyes were totally framed out. <laughs> because you had eyebrows. I love it. Right, right. So I like that you have fragrances listed here because mm -hmm. a lot of these bring back memories. Some of these I owned, some of them I did not, but I was always envious, like Clinique's happy. Hello, was I the only one listening? I mean, I thought it reeked. I believe that was your designer imposter perfume. Oh yeah, I think only the rich kids got to have that. I certainly couldn't afford Clinique till well after I was married. And then CK1, mm, that was a little yes. bit scandalous when it came out. Yeah. The yep. commercials were, they were a little risque for the time. They, they were. And I think CK1 was meant for both men and women, which made it yes. kind of unique. Yep. That was basically their tagline. And think. they were also just kind of like wearing jeans and a bra. And there's like a lot right. of skin showing in these as yep. well. Lots of skin. Yes. Yeah, speaking of skin scandalous commercials. Do you remember the Alyssa Milano commercial with candies? No. I didn't either, but maybe people listening would. So when I was looking up fragrances, candies came up and then this commercial with Alyssa Milano and she is like in a bra and panties and on a bed and spraying this everywhere all over her. And then this guy that she's supposed to be meeting with is in the bathroom and he has like the whole bathroom is like nothing but condoms oh, in oh, every drawer oh my and God. every counter. Yes. And then finally he finds what he's looking for, which is not a condom. It is his candies. And he sprays it. He pulls open his pants and sprays it down his crotch. Wow. Okay. Just hearing that description, I feel scandalous. Yeah, I know. I was like, holy smokes. I had forgotten that Alyssa Milano had a little bit of that streak in her during that time. And if you would have watched the movie here, she also act kind of like that in that movie as well. But I digress. We're, we're going back to, I never had any of the candies. It was probably in a department store and I certainly didn't do that. What I did do is if we'll just skip down one here, Monica. 
Monica. Yeah. And that is warm vanilla sugar from Bath and Body Works. I loved all of their stuff. I was always <gasps> attracted to more of the like gardenia, jasmine, oh, musky okay. scents. But my favorite was sweet pea. Love sweet pea. What about from Victoria's Secrets? I had strawberries and champagne from there and I loved it and was so bummed out probably like 12, 15 years ago when they stopped carrying it. No, I don't think I ever bought any fragrances or body lotions from Victoria's Secret. Do you remember what the boys wore? I swear like every boy wore Tommy. I think I think you're probably right. Okay, I like this next segment. It's about technology because we were really the first internet age. We were. So that's what sets us apart. Those of us who were teenagers and young adults in the late 90s, and really there were a microcosm of Gen X and were called Gen Y. And that has to do with the fact that we were 80s kids, but we were 90s teens as far as technology goes. And we were the introduction to the technological age. Totally choked. My father is gonna go ballistic on me. Mr. Hall was way harsh. He gave me a C minus. Well, he gave me a C, which drags down my entire average. Bye. I'll call you, okay? Yeah. The technology that I never had that I have listed on here is a pager. My best friend Kelly had a pager. I did not. Okay, well, I had um, a boyfriend, short-lived boyfriend, in my late teens who wanted to get me a pager for Christmas. And I mentioned it to my dad and he's like, yeah, no. Why Wait, did he want to get you a pager? I don't, I that don't know. That seems scary, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, way to go dad. Absolutely. One thing I did engage in but didn't have in my own home was chat rooms. Do you remember that? I would go to my friend's house and use them. Yes, we had a computer in the mid nineties. It was very big priority for my parents. And I remember Yahoo chat rooms. I remember AOL chat rooms. And I remember yeah. chatting with people. And it was fine until I started chatting with someone. I had no idea how old he was. He had no idea how old I was. And then I misspelled the word college. And he's like, how old are you? And I was like oh, 14. No. At that point, the conversation ended because unlike now, it was a little bit safer. Let me just say that. Well, <laughs> it was safer in the aspect that they would not actually know who you were because you were on that platform for that time and then you were gone. You were not attached to like an right. avatar like we are now and everything. But I did have friends who went and met people from chat rooms. And I cannot tell you how dangerous that was and was scary. I got a call. I was in college from a friend's mom. Hey, do you happen to know where so-and-so oh, is? Oh yeah. No. They did eventually find her and everything was safe and fine, but it could have gone so many other ways. So many other ways. And you know, all of that stuff happens now, but that's too serious for our podcast. Definitely. Something that we had in our house were those colorful iMacs. Now, I think we got those when I was in college. We had the huge Apple before that. But do you remember those? They look like bubbles. They did look like bubbles. We never had one. I remember I, I, I thought that you were the most technologically advanced person on the universe because you had a laptop in college. Oh my gosh. And you know where I bought that? eBay. Which is kind of crazy to think that eBay was around in the 90s. Okay. I like this next one. The disc man with anti-skip protection that saved me driving. Yes. <laughs> Every bump in the road, your CD would skip. And once I got yes. one of these disc mans that could plug in with a cassette tape, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Into my cassette tape player. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, another days, they have no yeah, idea. They have no idea. And something they would not understand at all were those huge brick phones of the 90s. And then they kind of shrunk down to a much more manageable size. But my good friend Kelly, she always had a computer. She always had everything technology. Her dad was always into that. He even had a phone in his his car, a legit car phone that connected a to his car. A legit car phone. Oh my gosh. That just takes me back. My grandmother gave my mom a brick phone for emergencies. Yeah. And then when I would go out in my late teenage years driving my own car, you know, they'd give it to me yes. for emergencies and I'd just end up calling to find out where the parties were. Hello? Do you know what time it is? Oh, watch doesn't really go with this outfit, Daddy. Where are you? I'm just having a snack with my girlfriend. Where? In Kuwait? Is that in the valley? Cher, I expect you to walk in this...
Right. We did a lot of things in the 90s, the late 90s, and uh -huh. this next segment is super fun. It is really fun. I came up with a lot of this on my own, and uh, I'm really anxious to see what you think of it and if you have anything to add to it. So some of the things that we did in the late 90s were the Macarena. We went rollerblading. Did you do that? I did that a lot. I loved rollerblading. No, I never I never did until I graduated and then it was the 2000s. Paul mm. did a lot of rollerblading, like all over Beverly Hills and LA. I'm like, how? how? <laughs> That's cool. That's totally cool. In the 90s, we also rented movies at the movie stores like Blockbuster oh, or, yes. oh, or, you know, Movie Town. That was our local one. Oh my gosh. And singing along to the AOL dial-up noise. And you can go back and listen to me and Monica making the AOL dial-up noise. <laughs> oh my gosh, that screeching. Yeah, I remember it like yesterday. Yeah, we definitely dropped just a bonus episode of us making that noise, y'all. <laughs> we also had fun trying to determine which Spice Girl we were the most like. I don't know, I feel like Teenage Monica was probably more sporty spice. Okay, I was never into them. Me either. Well, this next one gets me right to my core. Watching the OJ Simpson trial. I'll never forget being in high school. The verdict drops. He's acquitted. I don't know who did it, but we are in between classes getting our books out in the main area. And all of a sudden, somebody is running up and down the hall going, the juice is loose. The juice is loose. I still walk around saying, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. So something else that we watched in the 90s would have been Austin Powers movies. Did you watch those? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, baby. Well, some of us did this swooning over celebrities like Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, the Backstreet Boys, or Denzel Washington. I was into Leonardo DiCaprio, and I don't know if you remember his counterpart, if you will, Edward Furlong. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, he was so dreamy to me. And for the boys, I'm not exactly sure who everyone was crushing on, but I'm just remembering pervert comments, not gonna lie. <laughs> and those were <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, Cameron Diaz, or Britney Spears. There was a lot of Britney. Yes. We also went to the mall, which yeah. I definitely did. That's where you would like meet up with your friends, your homies. We were into Sega Genesis, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. This next one, did you ever do this? Did you ever wonder if Miss Cleo could really tell you your fortune? I was always really curious, but I didn't have $9.99 a minute <laughs> to pay for it. <laughs> I know, I know. And then quoting from Forrest Gump, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. I'm Jenny. I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. From that day on, we was always together. Jenny and me was like peas and carrots. Now the next one, I don't know if you did it, but a lot of teenagers did it and I for sure did it, like obsessively did it. Cheered for the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. I'm sorry, growing up in Detroit, I cannot cheer for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, that would probably be some sort of like treasonous act. Um, I totally get it. And the final thing I thought that we did in the 90s that was worth mentioning was supersized our fries. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and letting us be part of your day, whether that's folding socks, driving to work, or getting in your cardio. We're happy to provide you with entertainment about nothing serious, seriously. Don't forget to subscribe or follow our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're loving it, leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at 2MonicasPodcast. That's with the number two. Access extended show notes and more at our website, 2MonicasPodcast.com. Love this episode? Hit that share button and send to a friend who'd like it too. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of 2Monicas in a Microphone. Awesome. That was fun. 